Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you got to talk with Jamal on that. Well, <laughs> welcome back to Ray Rants. It's your host, Rachel Shine. I have a special guest with me today. We'll talk about him in just a minute. I have a few announcements. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know, uh, donations are always accepted via Cash App. It's uh, Rachel LaShine. Or you can support through the Anchor app. That's the way. Uh, but you can always support the show freely by just liking, sharing, commenting, uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel. I definitely appreciate that. And today, I'm with Brandon. Tell the people what all you do. You know, I like... Okay, I'm going to just let you talk now. I'm going to say how I feel about you. Oh, my. I don't even know if... It, is that good or bad? It's good. All right, cool. It's good. Nah, so hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, my name is Brandon Cooper. I'm from Grand Prairie, Texas. Um, so, And I currently still live in the Dallas area. Uh, owner of Water Tree USA. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Water Tree USA. I own my own alkaline water distribution company. Um, I'm located here in the Addison area. I'm off the Dallas North Tollway and Trinity Mills, so 17721 Dallas Parkway, Suite 108. Also, I'm a co-host on the D1 Ignorant University podcast, so at D1 Ignorant University. Uh, shout out to my boys, Ryan, Kenton, Eric, Turk, Jamal. Shout out to all my boys. Um, and I'm just very excited. I'm very excited to be on with Rachel, and uh, let's talk. Are you nervous? <laughs> Be honest. Do I make you, um, do I make you a little nervous? See, see, she she doing this for the camera, y'all. But uh, I, I'm interested to see what topics you got because you got you, you got an interesting range of kind of what you talk about. So um, it's, it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got some good feedback this week that like somebody said that I uh, my topics are just like they appeal to young people, but they also appeal appeal to people that are older than us, mm -hmm. like in their 30s, mid 30s, and whatever. And that you know it's a good podcast to follow. So. I try to keep it as wide variety, Lord Jesus, mm -hmm. let me talk right, wide <laughs> variety, so it can appeal to everyone. I think in every episode, basically my whole purpose is to at least spell out some piece of wisdom that people will take to, with mm -hmm. them, you know what I'm saying? No matter how old or where you come from, you know, take something, like one little thing from my podcast mm -hmm. and just, you know, share that message. Um, but no, like I have been watching you for a minute, like, uh, before I even like, cause we went to school together, but yeah, we yeah. didn't really link up or talk in school. Oh yeah. Shout out to South Grand Prairie high school. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we went to school together and I've just been watching you for a while. I saw your, uh, water business and that's dope as hell. Like what black man, you know, got his own water. <laughs> okay. Y'all go shop for real. I'm gonna link that down below. Um, do you ship or anything? I'm working on that. I'm working on the logistics of shipping um, because water is heavy. So yeah. coming up, that's my goal. So in 2021, my goal is literally to figure out how I can ship. But I do deliveries in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Uh, just let me know. Uh, my business sale is 469-263-5333. Um, hit my business sale, and uh, we can chop it up. Can I ask you, how did you get into, like, making your own water? Yeah, so it was very interesting. So my uncle, uh, rest in peace, Carlton Fitzgerald, um, Years ago, he had a battle with cancer. So after he beat cancer, uh, he changed his whole lifestyle, right? So from what he ate to the kind of water he drank. So he was real big in the alkaline water. Um, so after I graduated from college, I came back here. Uh, I went to SMU. I was in their MBA program to get my, uh, my business degree. Um, and I kind of was trying to find my way. So he was an entrepreneur. I really wanted to be an entrepreneur because I just felt like the corporate atmosphere just wasn't for me, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
so it just clicked, right? So I wanted to make sure if I got into a business and did something, it was something that uh, was tangible to the community, right? Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of an idea where it was a market that was growing, we can attack it, and um, we just went for it. So we provide a tangible resource to the black community, you know yeah, what I mean? Like so, and that's how we got it, and boom, here we go. Um, unfortunately, my uncle, he passed last May okay. um, due to complications with pneumonia. Um, but still, his vision is still alive. And uh, I know he's looking down on me proud. So that's where we are today. Hey, that's <laughs> what's up. I'm so proud of you. Like, I appreciate that. Thank ass. you. Thank like, you. You know, I always tell people, keep doing what you're doing because there's always someone watching. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't think they're paying attention, they're paying attention. Mm -hmm. I've been watching you for a minute. So. <laughs> she just said that multiple times. Like, hey, nobody said, don't sound like that. <laughs> I'm just saying I have I no, I, I admire that. you and your work ethic and, I I, and, and it's seen oh sure. definitely definitely for sure and so hopefully I can be on the podcast you're on soon oh, definitely definitely um and you should, I could even have you on for ignite talks where I do the one-on-one -on -one interview um that special um we just had Jasmine Bryant on there she's an artist in the DFW area um so yeah if, if you you know if you don't want to get on the whole podcast if you feel like you have something to say you know we could do the one-on-one -on -one interview for ignite talks you know why I'm looking at you like this? Why? Because why you didn't say this earlier? I, hey, man, look. <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing this whole podcast, so, you know, I'm, I'm, keeping it, I'm keeping it real. But, yeah, yeah, so we can, we can work something out. Okay, okay, okay. Dope, dope, dope. So, um, I'm getting to the topics a little bit, but I got a little story time before I get into it. But it leads to the topics. Okay. I ain't telling him what the topics was. So... He probably a little nervous about what I'm about to say. She heard this nervous word. Because I feel it. It's the energy. Uh, anyways, let me tell you about this past weekend, right? Um, I had complications with my car. Um, my car was overheating. And crazy part about this was I just took my car to get service, like oil change, tires rotation, all that good stuff, like the week before, like literally last week. So my car overheating is like, for why, like for what, you know? But um, basically I was running to get something to eat on Friday evening and my car started overheating and I had to pull over and I was on the side of the road. So basically uh, my mom knows about cars and her husband does too. So me, him, her, my sister, we're all on the phone trying to figure out how we gonna get my car to where it needs to be and all this good stuff, right? And figure out what's wrong with it. Because, like I said, I had just got it serviced the week before. So, um, I make it to an AutoZone. AutoZone checks the engine or checks the thing, tells me exactly what's wrong with my car. I have a conspiracy theory that the people at Jiffy Lube, no, no tea to Jiffy Lube. Here we Lube. go. Maybe it's that exact Jiffy Lube, I don't know. But I have a conspiracy that they sabotaged me because the way my car is, it's a little SUV. So, I mean, no, like, it they, is. They did you wrong during the oil change. Right. And, like, how the antifreeze container is sitting on top of the engine, yeah. it's all visible. You know what I'm saying? It's right there. Mm -hmm. So, I was just like, if you do it in an oil change, you're going to see that. You know what I'm saying? And, and not let me drive off because they're also in an inspection place so they can't let you drive off if your car is gonna like do something like that way mm -hmm. like there's an antifreeze leak or something they can't let you drive off like that but they did so that's why i said i think they probably fucked it up the way it was right so besides the point moving on i don't care we got to get this shit fixed because i got shit to do Thanks. so you know uh, i got all the tool not all the tools but i got the like supplies and stuff like i needed to get it fixed i just didn't know how to do it mm -hmm. so i call up four mechanics 
granted, this was late, kind of Friday night, Friday mm, evening. This is going to be hard. That's it's like be. 7 o'clock, right? 7 o'clock. I call my dad. My dad's all the way in Missouri. You know what I'm saying? My dad knows about cars, but I was just like, at least dad tried to walk me through it if I got to do it by myself, you know? I'm just trying to figure out all my options. So about 11, 12 o'clock at night, nobody has gotten back to me. I ended up speaking with one mechanic who told me to send a picture of what the guy at AutoZone was talking about. I did that. He never responded to me. Um, just all types of shit. Like, I'm asked out at this point. I have no help, right? So uh, my mom calls me, and she's like, hey, did you made it home. Did you figure out, like, who's going to do it or whatever? I was like, no, because I was just like, nobody has responded to me, and I need this done. So my mom, being a real nigga that she is. Shut up. She, she's like, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to come in the morning, and we're going to figure this out, you know, basically, because her husband was out of town or – he, I think he was out of town, or maybe he was busy. He had, like, some type of arrangement before this, so he had to make it there. And so he wasn't able to help us. So it's just me and my mom. And, uh, you know, during this whole time while this is happening, I have guys on my line, right? Some guy is DMing me on Instagram telling me I'm beautiful. One guy is in my, is, one guy is in my text messages saying, ooh, uh, I want to see you, blah, blah, blah. We knew it was going to get to this. Listen, just hold on, <laughs> hold on, follow me, right? While all of this is happening, I ain't responding to nobody because everybody got me fucked up. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to fix my car. I respond, like, after a couple hours or whatever, I respond to people. I'm like, oh, my bad, you know, car broken down. It's on the side of the street. They're like, oh, damn. That okay, so okay, pay attention, follow me. So, so in the morning or whatever, by the time like it's like nine o'clock, no mechanics or nobody has gotten back to me. I tell my mom, like, look, I'm gonna just take this to high ass, like Christian Brothers or some shit. You gonna spend the grip, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom's like, fuck that, no, I'm coming over. So, my mom has a mechanic friend too, but he lives far away, so he's like telling her through the phone, like, go to AutoZone, get this tool, this tool, this tool. We outside my apartments fixing this shit on my car, right? Pretty simple of what needed to happen or whatever, but there was this one piece that needed, like, a lot of force or strength that we just was, like, fucking up on real <laughs> bad, right? We was fucking up on that part. It took us, like, a few times to get that right. So while we're all doing this, there are men walking by us. Good morning. Go straight to their car. Or don't say shit. Go straight to the car. Not one guy... <laughs> Not one guy says, hey, do you need help? Are you, y'all got it? You good? Blah, blah, blah. Our hands are dirty. We're dirty than a bitch. You know what I'm saying? And we're trying to figure this shit out. And nobody says anything. Right? So we got it done. Car runs fine. Shout out to mama because you a real nigga. She real for that. She real for that. And, so I, and it taught me something about cars along the way. You know what I'm saying? So it's a learning process. So I'm not too mad at it and I'm not too upset. But the whole point is, last week I talked about on my show how I said men want to lay up, they want to see you, they want to do this, that, and the third. But when real shit happens and a real bitch got to figure out what the fuck to do, you niggas are unavailable. So my question to my Uh, guest here. This is going to be good. My question to my guest is, why do men feel some type of way when we say we want a nigga with money? And let me tell you why money is important in this situation, right? A nigga with money would have at least had to help me figure out a way. You know, if he don't know, 
he knows somebody who's a mechanic or he knows somebody or he going to come over in the morning and say, hey, we're going to figure this out together. Some shit. I had one guy do that. One guy, and I appreciate him. And I don't want to make you feel like, you know, whatever. You just didn't really know, so I didn't really trust him to then come. You know what I'm saying? But, like, shout out to you because you were the only guy in, in my phone like, you know, really trying to help a bitch, so I appreciate you. But when I say I want a guy with money, niggas get pissed. Okay. Why? Well, here's the thing, right? So I'm going to speak at it from two different angles, right? So a lot of men looked at look at that as if a man doesn't have money, nor does he have the drive or ambition to go get money and get better as he goes along, a bitch-ass nigga is going to take that as a hit on his manhood, right? Because the thing about this world is a woman is looking for a man to provide and protect, right? In that instance, you needed a man with money, but also you needed a man who could, who had the manpower to do what you needed to do, right? And yes, we live in a capitalistic society, so everything's transactional. So I understand when women say they need a man with money. Now, a lot of times it does go overboard, as in if he can't buy you a Birkin, don't yeah. let him fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we see how that ended up. But <laughs> at the same time, uh, a lot of men get mad at that situation, right? So me growing up, I mean, uh, my parents, they did everything they could to provide for my sister. And I shout out to mom and pop, shout out to my sister. Um, but we didn't have, like, money, like, stacks, like, money, money mm -hmm. like that, right? So, and especially right now, I'm running my own business by myself. I don't have... All my cash goes into my business, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's, I'm investing in myself and I'm investing in my purpose, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of, a lot of men aren't raised to know that as a man, you're supposed to be a provider and a protector and you're supposed to get better and do what you have to do as a man. So a lot of them, a lot of them take offense to that. Well, because my thing is what I don't understand is because when, Women, when we hear guys want certain things, like, mm -hmm. you want a woman that can cook? You want mm -hmm. a woman that can clean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just want to bring up something. I wore my real hair today. Just because Brandon, me and Brandon had a little discussion a while back on Twitter about wigs. She, why she, she bringing up receipts? Okay, so. I'm, I'm a fool on social media, so I'll be, I be going in sometimes, and I'll be pushing people's buttons. Yeah, he does. And I... I didn't really take offense to it because I know I got real hair. I take care of my hair. I grew up in a shop. My grandma did our hair. It was just a, a whole mess, right? So when people say something about a woman wearing weave or wigs, I get kind of a little offended because it's just like it's, a, it's our liberty. It's our choice. But I knew Brandon was coming on the show today, so I was like, let me wear my real okay. hair because this nigga not going to play so, me. So here's the thing. Here's the background on the real hair before I jump back on the, the broke nigga thing. Like, my, growing up, my grandmas, my mom, my sister, they always wore their real hair. So, okay. growing up, my parents taught me and my family taught me to appreciate women in their natural state and their natural beauty. So, I do, I, I love women who wear their natural hair. You know, there's nothing against the wigs out there or nothing like that. I think it was a joke I said. It was a, it was a, a joke. A woman's wig, it, that wig looked bad on her. So, like, we, I made a joke. I made a joke he on said, Twitter. I remember specifically, he said my wig looked like a helmet. <laughs> hey, I got, it's a joke. So I got on the helmet here. Okay. So uh, it was a joke, and then I didn't think you was going to take it like that. But, but uh, no shots. But this goes back to the topic, right? Yeah, so going back to the topic. Because my thing is, I listened to you. Mm -hmm. I heard you. Mm -hmm. And I tried to show up today, not to accommodate you, but just to say I heard you. And I, and I, and I do appreciate that. Because that's what I'm saying. As women, a lot of good women, 
You know what I'm saying? We hear men, what they want. We mm-hmm. try to meet their needs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We try to please them. So why is it? It's just like, no. why, why is it? All, like, literally, I don't hear any woman asking for you to be able to be a mechanic, for you to be mm-hmm. able to be a handyman. Just have money in, the, in a way to provide for yeah. your family. So, so I'll, I'll put it like this, right? When you sit down with a woman, right, and you feeling her, she feeling you, you need to be honest about with both of y'all in that situation. Okay. So I'm a big firm believer of figure it out now, don't figure it out later. Yeah. So if I'm sitting down with a woman, literally both of us are going to tell each other, these are my intentions, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is where I want to get, and this is what I'm willing to give. I think as a people, as a black community, if men and women sit down when they first meet each other, right, mm-hmm. and just go over that list, I feel like it's going to be, it's a whole lot better. Like, get the truth out. I'm not, like, it's not, oh, we just, we're just going with the flow and we'll figure it out yeah. later. No, hell no. So I'm literally. But you think that's an age thing? I don't, th- are I don't you, How old are you, Brandon? I'm 25. Okay. So we're, we're like at that 25 age where it's like, yeah, we ain't just living just to live. No yeah. Else. So, I mean, but I mean, growing up, I had a lot of OGs and people talking to me and even from a young okay. age, I was focused on my purpose because I understood women need money. They need a man with money because you got to survive. But also I look at a woman who says she want a man with money as he's my provider and protector. So if I want to be in my natural state as a feminine woman to do what I need to do for this family, he needs to be able to do what he wants to do. Now, granted, we do live in a society where everything is blown completely out of proportion. Now, this doesn't mean this man has loose income to buy you Birkins, take trips, and X, Y, and Z. It's so crazy because, like, the city girls and, like, Megan Thee Stallion, so that like that, they definitely buying their nigga shit. Yeah, and, and my, my whole thing <laughs> they is They not just getting Birkins and all like, that stuff for the free. Yeah, and the thing about it is I wake up every day, work my ass off because I'm going, I'm striving toward my purpose, and I don't make any excuses. I know that, in like, I'm 25, and in this decade, I'll be 35. Yeah. And I might have a wife and kids. I need to be the provider and protector of a family. I have to lead a family intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. I'm going to have a family to cultivate. I know that takes money. I know that takes me as a man at a certain level. So as of right now, I'm not looking for a serious relationship because I'm I'm right here. I'm focused on my purpose. I'm trying to build. Like, I put all my money into my business because that's, that's what I'm doing right now. And so I think that's very important for women, too, because, like uh – I realize, like, I've kind of been that woman that's just been focused on my career. Like, I've been mm-hmm. out of a relationship for two years now. And I'll, ever since then, I've just been focused on my career. And I've gotten to the point where I, people are starting to have that conversation with me. Like, oh, Rachel, you going to settle down? You gonna, are you going to have some babies? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? My dad literally just had that conversation with me a couple of weeks ago. And it took me back because I was like, Daddy, you talking about I need to have some kids? Mm-hmm. I need to settle down? Because that's not like him. I was raised very, like, uh-uh, fuck niggas, don't have no kids, don't do none of that. You take care of business, and you take care of your shit, and you go be successful. That's literally how my mom raised me, right? So I learned that with dating, a lot of men, if they're not secure in their careers, the relationship won't go anywhere. I, I would say this, more so than secure in their careers, I say in tune with his purpose, but also striving to get better. Striving to because improve. you just say you're not worried about a relationship until because you're like focused on your career mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, which is respectable. That's mm-hmm. your prerogative. But it's just like a lot of women, we want our men, we don't want a lot of women don't want our men to be ready in full package when we meet them. Some women do, but, but, but a, lot, a of, lot of women don't. But, We're willing to help a man build and get to where he wants to be. But here's, here's the thing so, coming from a man's perspective, a lot of relationships fail because of the incompleteness that. Sh- of both parties. Okay. So 
if you take a man, I'm not saying you have to be a complete man because you're always supposed to learn from the cradle to the grave. Mm -hmm. But as a man, you have to show improvement and mastery in different areas. Um, but the things that both of you are lacking is going to, eventually you're going to butt heads about that, uh -huh. right? Um, a lot of, most divorces end because of financial reasons. Yeah. So you, so you can't tell me that money isn't important. But so money is important. So I'm like, okay, cool, and that proves it just right there. And as a man, a lot more is required of you during a thing. So like, not only do I have to provide and protect, but it's different things that you go through emotionally that I have to comfort you with. Um, different situations where you'll look to me for leadership, um, and more importantly, if we have a family to raise, we got two kids. Um, we both need to be on the same page as far as how we're going to raise our kids, our ideals. It'll be times where you and I. Um, theoretically, we like we'll get into an argument like around our kids, but we need to be able to control that. We need to be able to talk to our kids. Hey, mom and dad, we both have our issues, but this is how we work past it. Okay. Because in a family setting, both of our flaws are going to be heavily exposed. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fact. So, so that's why I'm saying until I'm ready on that level to have a family, to give a woman everything I can give her, and also be on a level to where I can attract the woman that the woman that I need in my life. Oh, yes. Like, so, okay, I had a conversation with somebody recently, and they was like, they was just like, you know, a lot of it is just like you're, what you attract, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I started noticing, like, I was attracting the same type of guy, mm -hmm. but then I had to look at myself and be like, it's not them, it's me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I do have... I think sometimes I give off the energy when I'm dating, and it's just like, uh, I don't care for you. This ain't gonna go nowhere. I just, I really don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I get treated like you don't care. But I gotta, I gotta change that. So I'm trying to be softer. I, I posted on Instagram like I want to be ladylike so bad, but I'm just a real nigga in the shows. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, damn. But it's like when the one guy that offered to like come through and like help, I just didn't give him the opportunity because I'm just so. Uh, hard body I guess I don't know mm -hmm. I just I'm just so like uh, -uh I can figure it out because I'm kind of like you like we gotta figure, we gotta figure this out like now like I'm yeah. just I don't like waiting on like I just don't sit around and wait for nothing like I don't care how much money I gotta drop or what it gotta what gotta happen to get this shit done it gotta mm -hmm. get done like today like it's not an option yeah so like definitely like goes but back so that's like the kind of man I want it's just like we gotta get this shit done yeah so so anytime you meet a man I mean if y'all two sit down um, it could be easily first conversation. So, hey, you know, what are your intentions by me? What do you want? What type of, you know, kind of lifestyle you want to live? And what are you willing to give? So everybody should be having that conversation first off. I, I, I was saying when you get to kind of feeling something, but definitely um, first off, you got to get to know that person and who you're dealing with. What are their intentions? What are they going by? Because if it's not because if both of y'all aren't on the same page from the jump, it's not going to work. Right, right, right. So, okay, that goes into my next topic. What do you think, like, women can do just to be better women dating? Uh, better women dating, I would say, number one, away from your superstitions and ideals. Like, we live in reality, right? What do you I, mean by that? I'm going to just say this. Um, how, many black, how many black men under the age of 30 are going to be making six figures right now? Okay. You, you see what I'm saying? Okay. Like, we, we, realistically, this is your hustle years. And we understand the plight in a system of white supremacy that goes on, it's hard for us to get to where we need to get. Like, it'll take decades. Sometimes it takes decades to break through and do what so you So we have do. unrealistic expectations I'm not of saying, men? I'm not or saying just, you, like, what our men should be? I'm not saying you have unrealistic expectations, but I said at times, um, if we both dealt in the realm of reality, 
right? So you need to realistically see where we both are right now. Um, and I would say another thing, just be open and honest uh, in the beginning. Uh, that goes for both people. Have these conversations in the beginning. Underst underst and also understand who you are as a woman. Understand the law of attraction. Understand um, you, it's going to be work on both sides. I would say every day if I'm putting in to make myself better, make myself more complete, um, the other person should be doing the same. I don't believe in the take me as I am type of deal. I, I personally, I don't believe that in for both sides. I believe you should always be able to strive and do better. And I feel like okay. if, if you do self-reflection, um, a lot of things that you may do, a lot of things that I may do, may piss off a lot of people, may make people mad. And you also have to understand who you are as a person and how you make other people around you feel. Like if, if, so if something that I do makes other people feel bad or other people feel weary, I'm not just going to be like, well, they just going to have to, they just going to accept me for me. Nah. Okay, I have a question about that because I actually been dealing with that for a little mm -hmm. minute, um, because uh, ooh, 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 I ain't trying to spill too much tea, but okay. So basically, you know, I felt like you know, I say some things mm -hmm. that trigger people, mm -hmm. that piss them off, but in uh, but I just feel like I I, I come from a good place because yeah. I don't always I don't always put sugar on it and make everything all sweet and nice for people mm -hmm. to intake. You know, sometimes Definitely. it's just raw, uncut. That's what mm -hmm. it is. And uh, lately, I felt like even with starting this podcast, I felt like you know I I I trigger some things and I say some things and people that ultimately make them pissed off at me. But a part of me is kind of like not just take me as I am. But understand my intentions. Exactly. I, you're more of understand my intentions, understand me as a person. But as, And as long as you're doing the self-work to become a better individual, then that's all we have. Because I just, I personally, I, I, I'm called mean and just uh, insensitive and all of these things, you know what I'm saying? But it's just truly like, I just feel like, I gotta say what I gotta say because if not, yeah. it's gonna bother me. Yeah, and, and but yeah. I'm I'm open to having healthy conversations about the issue. Like if I offend you, if I piss you off about mm -hmm. something, my thing is people don't people people run from conflict. I ain't never ran from, yeah, from yeah, definitely. conflict. Yeah, and, and this is and like us, we're literally sitting there having a very healthy conversation. Yeah, like and this is a good. We're getting a lot on the table, and um, you I, know what I appreciate right now? What's up? Your tone of voice. Why? Because I have posted on Instagram, like, you know, I just think it's unattractive for men to yell and really go uh, back and forth with a woman. I just know I never understood the argument between men and women because physically he going to beat my ass. <laughs> I don't. Do but I'm just saying, why would it's just like as a woman, why would I get all up in your face? Mm -hmm. Be all loud. Be mm -hmm. all like, yeah, you know, and uh, I ain't going to say I ain't used to be like that back in the day. I changed. Toxic toxic but it's just like now that i'm older i'm like what's the point of me doing like that if i have an issue with him i could just sit here and talk in a normal tone exactly. he can talk in a normal tone and we can and i and i think like somebody had responded like oh so i'm just supposed to sit there and take disrespect and i was just like you know really truly as a man it's because you because a woman looks at you to take lead you know what i'm saying if you're calm and cool in a situation like that I'm going to start calm, being calm and cool in a situation like that. With my ex, like when we used to argue and stuff like that, I used to get real, real mad at him and want to get all up in his face. But he was such a calm, like, dude. I'd be like, all right, I look crazy. I'm going to stop. Yeah, yes, and, and, and that's another thing. Like, hey, 
we can both sit down. We can be in a mellow tone. And we could just each go, hey, when you did this, it made me feel like this. And we can both go We can both go back and forth, take accountability for what you have to take accountability for, and we can both hash that out. I mean, it doesn't have to ever get to, ever get to that point. Yeah, like I saw this thing on TikTok uh, that said, like, you know, people argue with the person, not the argument itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I start attacking you as a person just because I don't agree with what you are saying or what you're, you know, or what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? I could talk about the topic and the situation at hand and mm-hmm. not just attack the person. And that's what happens sometimes a lot of times in arguments. Like, you start attack- attacking the person and not the yeah. topic itself. And I feel like we do live in an era now. Take this, like, this is very important. A lot of people are a lot more sensitive nowadays. Okay, yeah. So we yeah. can't, things that used to be a joke, things that used to come across as me just saying whoop, 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 it's cool. Like, like back in the, let's just say this um, in sports, I'm I'm cool with a coach cussing me out. Like okay. I don't take that as disrespect. Like I'm gonna sit there and cry and be like, oh he did me wrong. Coach cussed me out. Cool. I, I listen I listen to what he what he what he's saying and what I did wrong. Boom, I'm gonna go back in the game and do what I got to do. A lot of people don't see it that way. Okay, yeah. A lot of people can't take constructive criticism. A lot of people may think that that's pure disrespect. You think that's bad that like we're a little bit too sensitive nowadays? Yes, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean. On one hand, I get it, but I feel you where you coming from. Like sometimes, like sometimes, man, you just gotta, man, you gotta grow a backbone. And okay, what did he say? Okay, cool. It just shake it up. Now, if somebody blatantly, blatantly is disrespecting him. Okay, that's a different. I think story. that goes back to our topic earlier, just intentions. Mm-hmm. Like, know somebody's intentions. Like, exactly. I think when our parents sometimes, you know, went off on us or said certain things to us. We got over it because it's like at the end of the day, you know their intentions. Mm-hmm. You know that deep down your parents is going to protect you, yeah. you know, provide for you, do what they need to do for you. And sometimes they may have said some things that upset you or mm-hmm. whatever, but they honestly, their intentions were good behind it. But sometimes people are just like saying, no, fuck the intentions. It's what you did. It's what you said. Yeah, yeah. You got to think about it. Your parents took care of you when you couldn't take care of yourself. Yeah. And we got to understand as you grow up, you see your parents' flaws and you understand they're human. They were a whole person before you came into this world. I agree. I feel like the longer I wait to have kids, Randy, you don't have kids, do you? No, ma'am. That includes the ones on the way. Uh, do you know something I don't know? No, I'm just like, do saying. You, she know I, be I, don't. To, I be having to ask niggas. Me, I if, don't, like, do you I have mean, any kids? No. And the ones on the way count. I'm, twi- I, I'm, I'm 25. I'm single. I ain't got no kids. Okay, no kids. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I okay. Y'all see? Y'all see this? Did she? Right, look, who you know that I know? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't really know much about his personal life. Cool. We gonna keep it that way. Cause okay. I was like. I don't know much about your personal life. I'm just asking. <laughs> Do you got any kids? You got? No, no kids. I can't even hide if I have one on the way. But, you know, just that's a little interesting to yeah. me. Why? Um, because I feel like like the longer we wait to have kids, like I feel like our patience and everything is just going to be greater. Because when I think about a lot of the issues I had with my parents growing up is just the lack of patience that they had to raise me. Because you got to think, they got to work, probably work two jobs sometimes, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying, and then come home, feed me, make sure I do my homework, clean me, bathe me. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that's why I'm putting in so much work right now yeah. for my future kids and my future family because I want to get to the point where I can spend that time with my kids. I can have that patience. I don't have that stress from work. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I want to make sure I'm at a point where I'm ready. 
like uh, the reason, another reason why I feel like it's so important for men to be able to provide for their family is because when a woman has a baby, that's a lot. And I think most women would uh, uh, like love to have the luxury of just being able to take off and work, mm-hmm. you know, for a year after they have a baby. Yeah, that, that's that's realistic. And my my dad, he talks about that all the time. And he was like, you realistically have to understand what go what your mom and I went through. Like, she's gonna be pregnant. She's gonna have to take off from work. She's gonna have to take care of you. A lot more variables are gonna be involved. Daycare, X, Y, and Z. So yeah, money does matter. Yeah, because there's so many women that didn't, don't even have that opportunity. They have a baby. A couple of weeks later, they got to go right back to work. Mm-hmm. And I just feel for them women. And I and that's personally why I work so hard because it's just like, of course, I would not want to be a single mother. But if that in the event that I was, I want to be able to just have that luxury and that freedom to take care of my kid mm-hmm. and spend that extra time with them, you know, because, damn, like, you know, and I, sometimes I feel like men just don't understand that side of it, too. Like, as a woman, you, it, it's it's a job raising a kid. It's mm-hmm. a job to cook and clean. And then it's mm-hmm. a job on top of that to have sex with you at the end of the night. That's And then on top of that, to go work 40 hours a week, that's like five, six jobs right there. This is why in the beginning, y'all got to sit down. What type of lifestyle do you want? Yeah. What do you expect out of him? What does he expect out of you? What are y'all both willing to give? Yeah. I'm not here to say that somebody is right or somebody is wrong. If this is your rule book and this is what you go by and these are your boundaries and that's somebody else's boundaries, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just both of y'all living your truth. Got you. Got you, got you, got you. I would prefer not to have six jobs, okay? That's just my (laughs) honest opinion when I am a wife one day. Like, I I don't think I ever mind really cooking and cleaning. I know I have said on a couple episodes, like, I just don't do that. But it's just, like, I just don't do that because... I, I still got to work. I still got to pay my own bills. I still got all this other shit. So it's just like if I could have one less thing taken off, like paying bills and working 40 hours a week, then, so Rachel, then real- maybe I would cook and clean. So, Rachel, realistically speaking, right, what are your intentions with a man? What do you want out of him? And what are you willing to give? I am, I'm, first of all, I don't know if you believe in Zodiac signs, but I'm a Libra. Big compromiser. Big, satisfy and please you. Big, I'll do whatever to make you happy, right? But for you to be in that state, but, what, is, what what are the what does he have to be able to do? Um, I wouldn't say like a hundred percent take care of me and provide for me because I love working, especially if I love working and doing something that I love mm-hmm. to do. So I don't I don't think I would ever mind working. It's just I wouldn't want to be obligated to it. Like, if I got pregnant, of course, I want to be able to have the luxury to take a year off and mm-hmm. take care of my kid. Um, certain things like that. I would like for him to be a provider and for me to be able to be more submissive. It makes me think about B. Simone when B. Simone has said, you know, what do you require out of a man? Make sure you are the woman that can match that. And that's something that I really that's been true. Ever since she said that, that's something I've been working on. Like, I want this, this, and that out of a man, but then sometimes I have to work on myself and be like, all right, Rachel, yeah, yeah. you're a little bit too hard body. You know what I'm saying? And you don't trust men to take the lead. And, the, you know, it's just other shit that I just be working on. So yeah. I hear what you're saying. And, like, like I said, as a woman, I be hearing men. I be listening and hearing mm-hmm. what they say because it is a learning tool for me. But mm-hmm. that's just where I'm at. And I feel like every woman should get to that point where they start hearing men. Yeah, and, and I, I hear Because it makes the dynamic better. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hearing what the woman has to say and everything that you need. And you listen to me and as far as everything I say and everything I need. And boom, it 
then that's how it goes. Okay. Okay, cool. So next topic. It's the sex topic. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know what's so funny. Okay, okay. The conversation we had before this. Okay. So sex topic. How do you feel about waiting for sex? Uh let's say uh okay, so let's just say you got the ninety day rule, three months, Here right? Ninety day rule. Ninety day rule. She's like, uh, uh-uh, I ain't giving up no coochie. That basically means she's not fucking you for ninety days. You think she gonna fuck somebody? Men out there, listen to me. <laughs> Look me dead in the camera. This is Brandon Cooper talking. Ninety day rule means she ain't fucking you for ninety days. But she she gonna be fucking somebody for ninety she days. She ain't fucking you for ninety days. Women, okay. women are going. Women are going to do what. Women going to get. She going to get the meat, dog. I no, because I mean, listen. I've never put no guy on a ninety day rule, but I mean, and times where I've went like months or years without having sex, uh, the vibrator comes real handy, and that's no. Hey, to each his own. To each his own. But okay, just but just in an instance where she's not even like okay, let's just say it's not even ninety days. What if she's just like you know what? I don't really have a time limit on it. I just. Don't want to just be giving my body too prematurely. I, I just want to. I, I just want to go with the flow, see how the vibe is, and just you know. I respect it, and and as the, this goes back to when you first meet a woman, what your intention? If your intentions are, we can just vibe, kick it, and we can just fuck, and if both of y'all agree, then that's how it is. Like, and I don't judge a woman whether she smashes the first night or ninety days. You know what I'm saying? Like, so my biggest thing is as a man. Like don't don't force no woman into sex. Don't do that. If a woman has boundaries, respect them always. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll never force a woman to do anything. Go with the flow. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. on you. Whatever you feel comfortable doing. But if a woman puts you on the ninety day rule, just be like, okay, cool. Chalk it up to the game, and hey, do what you got to do. Okay, because like I've been kind of thinking about doing that. Like, well, I don't know how men really feel about. Not saying ninety days per se. Like I don't. I'm not a big timeline person. I don't like putting time stamps or time limits on certain things. But just like I, I think I, I'm starting to get to that point where it's just like it just got to be a little bit more connected. Okay. Because I've talked about on previous episodes where a lot of sex has just been bad because there's no defined connection first, and then I saw that topic: the sex versus intimacy. Yeah. I saw that. So. In order for you to fully be engaged in the sexual act with a man, you have to find that that mind and body connection. Right. Okay, that's understood. So that's like intimacy. Yeah. So the you know control the mind, the body will follow. So if that's your thing, then that's your thing. See, I'm trying to learn that. I don't know, because I used to just think sex was like a transaction type thing. Like it's just. I mean, I mean, everything is transactional. Well, yeah, but, in, but I different thought levels. I just thought like I always saw sex as more. Uh, well, no, let me not even lie, because I do like sex to be more passionate, more intimate, very, um, I'm not the, like, I don't know. Anyways, but (laughs) anyways, moving on, I just wanted to get your perspective on, like, waiting. Like, I see, I heard you say, like, you know, respect her boundaries, respect what she. She's going to make you wait. I mean, that's on her, you know, kind of, okay, you know. That's cool with me. Or, or sometimes it's not going to be cool with a dude. 
I mean, sometimes it's not going to be cool with the dude, but I'll, I'll say this. If he just, if you a man, first of all, don't be no goofy out there, blowing bread and X, Y, and Z. Don't turn into a trick out here in these streets. Okay. You got you to gotta read the signs. Literally, if she's making you wait 90 days and but, you, you're tricking out on her dog. But wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Why do men do things for women thinking they're going to get as for the for the end result of pussy? Like, why in the back of y'all's mind, y'all think, all right, I didn't take her on three dates. I didn't rub the feet. I didn't, we didn't watch all these movies. I'm ready for some pussy. I'm a trick. Like, She's trying to turn me into like a fool nigga. Like I said. In, why uh, it got to be like that? Why, a, can't, why can't we just be like vibing? Like men want something for what they do for women. I mean, you won't, you won't, uh, you won't do something for nothing. Um, I feel like, well, me personally, I can't speak for every woman, but I mean, I have, I don't count favors. I don't count. Well, he, he did this. So, and this goes back to the beginning of you both sitting down directly being honest with your intentions. I get men not wanting to be a trick and just be used. Because you've for... seen you've seen very a lot of situations where like dog, she's just using you, fam. Okay, like you gotta yeah. wake up and you gotta realize that. But it's a lot of times where I can hang out with a woman and have without us having sex, and we can have a great time. I understand and I respect that too. So, like like I said, as a man, it's a tight boundary that you have to follow. Um, and you just have to really read the signs, and you have to recognize the woman you're dealing with. And you have okay. to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself. Like, is this is this the type of woman um, that I really have a connection with that I'll wait for? Or shoot, if you a man, hey, that's the type of woman. We, hey, we can vibe, we chill, we do our thing without even having sex. I respect your boundaries. But then the other nights of the week, shoot, you gonna go and get your rocks off. You gonna do what you gotta do with your with your shorties. It's just with her, that particular one. I mean, I guess she got you on the back burner as far as sex. But if it's if it's that, if it's if it comes to that type of situation, I mean, you do your thing. She doing her thing. I don't know about that, but I mean, I mean, in what that. instance? I mean, are y'all together exclusively dating in a serious relationship? So okay. But my thing is, I always have this idea, and this is why I don't believe in polyamorous relationships, is that love is not shared equally. If someone has your attention, somebody else going to fall through the cracks, and that attention is not going to be given, that uh, affection is not going to be given, intimacy is not going to be given. If you're sharing your body with other people, even if you're not exclusively dating, we're, we're not, we have not made that official. Mm-hmm. I, as the other woman, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel like your attention is divided between many other women. I'm going to feel that, you know, um, I don't have all your attention and all of that stuff. So it's like, I feel like uh, with dating, it just has to be a monogamous thing because if not, somebody's going to, one of these women or men, whoever you're dealing with, they're going to feel like this person got the hose, like this person, because mm-hmm. you're not giving me your attention. I can't call you and you answer. I can't text you and you ain't going to respond. But if you're dealing with like one or two people at a time, then that kind of well, it, it limits goes, it. It goes back to this. Like, are we just, in, me and a female, are we just in the talking stages where we're just getting to know each other and there's no exclusive anything? And we both had a conversation where we're just going to fill each other out, vibe and kick it. You do what you do. I'm not going to ask you about the other men you mess with. Don't ask me about the other women I mess with, and we just cool. Like, like what is what is the problem of me going up to a woman like, look, 
I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm focused on my purpose. This is what I'm trying to do in life. I'm not ready for a serious relationship. We can vibe, kick it. We can fuck on the low. No stress, no BS, no title. I'm not going to ask you about what you're going to do, what you do with other men. Don't ask me about what I do with other women. But in your presence, um, we both respect each other. Um. Okay, so I talked about this on somebody else's podcast. It's going to come out soon. Um. But basically, honesty is for relationships. When you're that honest with somebody who you're not intending for it to be a relationship with, mm-hmm. feelings get involved. I mean, feelings going to get involved regardless. Yes. So you rather me lie to you? Ignorance is bliss. So you rather me lie to you? No, ignorance is bliss, meaning I don't know. We don't have this conversation. We don't talk about it. It's like, I don't, like, okay, for instance, I'm cool with dating someone like that. We're vibing, we're kicking it, whatever. But I don't like sloppy men. I don't like to know that you got hoes. One time I was on a date with a guy. We're in his car, right? Uh, he runs in the store or something, leaves his car, uh, leaves his phone on the thing or whatever. And when I say Ashley, Jessica, Jasmine, Sabrina, all these bitches just popping up on the phone, okay, on the phone. Get, and get, that was just sloppy to me. I was he, just he, okay, like, that's not attractive. Like, I understand we're not dating for real. But, like, the fact that I could see that you got the hoes and that all these Rachel, bitches Rachel, on you, this is nasty. Rachel, you just said at the beginning of this show that niggas hit your DM and blow you up. Okay. You got niggas, he got hoes. I don't have... I'm not even dating anybody seriously, though. So, right, this comes back to this. Like, what I'm saying is, are we seriously dating, or are we just friends with benefits? Let me say this. That's two totally different things. Let me say this. I'm not fucking anyone. If I was fucking someone... I wouldn't have said what I said so Ra- earlier so Rachel, and on the conversation. So on Rachel, the show. what you're saying is you want to fuck one man mutually exclusive at a time. Yes. Okay. In the beginning, tell him that. So if he, if Rachel, you need to sit down and tell him if you want this, we gonna you only can fuck me right now. Okay. And that's what you need to tell that man. Okay. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't agree, then it's not gonna work. Because honesty in the beginning, don't lie. Ain't no ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. And ignorance is bliss. In because people like not knowing but shit. That's for why real. in the beginning I say, I say that's why when I talk I say look I'm not gonna ask you about any other niggas you mess with. Don't ask me about any other women I mess with. That's ignorance. Is bliss. I feel like if a guy came at me like that like right off the gate I think me still growing now I don't think I'll fuck with him no more like he'll never hear from me again. Okay, and, and this and this is what I say. look. But that, look. but that's what I mean. Ignorance is bliss because I just rather not know. But, but Rachel, here's the thing. You you can't women as a group you can't sit here and say niggas lie niggas do X niggas do Y okay. niggas do Z and when I come to you straightforward I'm completely honest in okay. my truth you live in your truth if it doesn't work it just doesn't work that's all that's all I can say I'm I'm just real big into people sitting down being completely honest about their intentions what they want and what they're willing to give in the beginning it's not gonna work if you if you tell me Brandon I, I we can only fuck each other okay for the time being then that's going to be a decision on me whether or not I'm willing to accept that. But it's not going to work because that's that's just not where we're at right now at the same thing. And if okay. something goes down, one of us is going to get hurt or it's going to be a lot of BS that goes on. He has a point. 
Yeah, that's the point. I have to. I have to give it to. You. I would give it to you. Everybody, just sit down and be honest with each other, and that's the mature thing to do. Damn, that is the mature thing to do. But I, I feel like ignorance is bliss. The more honest you are, even if you're not in a exclusive relationship, the more feelings get involved. The more ignorant you are, and it's like, oh, I don't know. I've never seen it. It never happened to me or nothing. You know what I'm saying? We're just happy, and you know, we ain't got no worries because. You got your hoes, but I don't ever see them. I got my hoes, you don't ever see them. Exactly. You don't ever see them, you'll never talk about them. And when y'all are each other's presence, you respect each other. Boom, there we go. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I have one more t- um, topic to do. Oh, I want to say that the cold word is ranters. If you pay attention to the show, you know what that means. Okay. Uh... Okay, so I have to do what would Rachel do questions mm-hmm. really quick. I've been neglecting them for a couple weeks, and it's only because I just don't like the form that they're on right now, mm-hmm. and that's changing. But we do have a couple to answer. No, this is good. This is a good conversation though. Like this is we get down to the real. Okay. I'm as like, hey, this is smooth. Are you out here? You doing your thing? Hey, salute, salute to Rachel. <laughs> Okay, so this question says, single mom of one, it's been nine years, and now my daughter is asking questions. Should I tell her that her daddy ain't shit? <laughs> like, what do I tell her? Uh, it wasn't bad until I got pregnant, and then he left me. He was cheating on me at the time, which I didn't know, and now he got five baby mamas. And w- w- what? What? No, she was the first baby mama. I don't know what number baby mama she she doesn't say, but she's like she's a single mama one. I'm assuming her child is around nine years old, mm-hmm. and uh, her she's as her daughter is asking about her dad, and she doesn't know if she wants to tell her that her daddy ain't shit. You got to tell your kids the truth, but also she should tell her daughter. The, you look, your daddy no, no, ain't no, shit. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna tell this. Okay. Tell your tell your child the truth about this: who I was when I met your dad, this who he was when I met him. And in your child, if you have a daughter and you're a woman, your child is going to ask you, well, mommy, if dad was X, Y, and Z, why did you choose him? And you need to be completely honest with your child about why you chose that dad, especially if he already had kids. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose dad? Okay. As, 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 as a parent, you got to be, it's got to work both ways. You got to be completely honest. Okay. Uh, I agree. Definitely. But I feel like that conversation has to happen when she's like 13, 14, 15, about to start dating boys or liking boys mm-hmm. or interested in boys or whatever, whether you allow her to date or not. But I feel like at nine years old, that's not appropriate. That conversation's not appropriate mm-hmm. yet. And the reason why I feel like that is because I have a nine-year-old um, nephew, right? And he had to see his parents divorce. And I remember my sister having a conversation with uh, him like, hey, you know, Daddy's not nice to me. We're just not going to work out. It has. We have to end. And he said, okay. But just to know the full scope of the shit that happened, he don't know. And I feel like as her being only nine years old, she's not even really interested in boys yet. Mm-hmm. You know, she don't really know the whole men and women dynamic. Mm-hmm. I would just simply say, like, hey, um, I would just simply say, like, hey, you know, your daddy is, like, working on himself. You know, he's spending time with himself, getting to know himself, and just – you know, daddy, daddy is going through some things right now. I remember when I was young, my mom never told me my daddy wasn't shit. 
I would hear the arguments that they would have over the phone, mm-hmm. but like to my face, she wouldn't say that. I she would just salute to your mom. She would just be like, "Hey, your dad's going through something right now. He's not gonna be able to come pick you up today or something." You know what I'm saying? Um, but like when I got older and I started like liking boys, having interest in boys, and she could see that. That's when the whole conversation was broken down to me. And then when I got like 16, my dad came back in my life, and then he broke his side all the way down to me of why he was the way he the way he was and that has helped me a lot so when they start liking boys and she starts like having interest and stuff like that you could tell she's like having little crushes and stuff like that that's when you would tell her the dynamics and then like he said you would have to be real with her about why you chose her father because it is a reflection back on you as a woman and if you could just tell her hey you know I was young I made some decisions that I'm not proud of and that's not who I am today but you know back then this is the type of man that's out there and I would not want you to be yeah, yeah. In, in that type of mix. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, Dad, why'd you do this to Mom? Mom, why'd you choose that? Like, I respect both of your parents, actually, for being that mature, for sitting down and talking to you, and talking to you about how that went down. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, But, like, it was much older. I just don't agree with having that conversation because the daughter's probably, like, eight, nine years old. Yeah, you got you, you to gotta kind of play that as a parent. You got to kind of know your child and know their maturity levels. Okay, okay, yeah. That's, that's a point, too. Um, okay, so the next one is... It says, this is not a question about what would you do, but more of how do you feel question. How do you feel about masturbation, especially more specifically for a Christian spiritual sense? How do you think Ricky would feel about this topic, uh, specifically female? Um, I actually did ask Ricky this question. I remember I texted him, and I asked him how did he feel about masturbation. And mm-hmm. quick summary, he just basically said, like, he's cool with it, but it's just more about controlling your desires of flesh. I agree. From a spiritual Christian standpoint. Yeah, yeah. So um, really just follow, I guess, your beliefs. Um, That whole religion thing, you know, just depends on the person, depends on what you're believing, and depends on how strong your belief is. And, yeah, that's all I'm saying about that. Um, I feel like uh, as it relates to masturbation and stuff like that, I feel like spiritually you have to be in tune with your sexual side. Whether regardless of what that is, if you're lesbian, gay, straight, whatever it is that you, whatever your sexual desires are, I feel like if you're spiritual or Christian and you are rejecting that so much to the fact that you can't accept who you are, it's just going to cause more problems in your life. So if you're gay and you're not honoring that and disrespecting that, then it is going to have a lot more effects mm-hmm. on your life in other areas besides your sexuality. So when it comes to masturbation, I always promote masturbation, especially for women, because you get to know yourself and that's the first channel of love for yourself, if that makes sense. Like when people say, oh, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself, masturbation is one of the first ways someone can love themselves. And I promote masturbation without um, porn. Like, don't use porn, use visualization. Use yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and stuff like that. That's the first way you'll be able to use masturbation for a spiritual um, enlightenment and just advancement just by starting to love yourself through masturbation. But how do you think about uh, that? Definitely. You, got, you have to be in tune with your body. And right. And kind of know how those different sensations feel. So. Okay. All righty. Well, that is the end of the show. This one went a little longer than I expected, but I had a lot to do. I had a lot to, uh, like, get through. So I pretty appreciate you guys for watching. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment. Go follow Brandon, Water Tree USA. It's his business. And at D1 Ignite University Podcast. Yes. And I will see you guys next week. <laughs>